Welcome to the Advisor Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and I am here with my co-host and partner in crime, John H. Curry. Mr. Curry, great to see you again. Good to see you, Steve. Wow, last episode was powerful. We talked about uh, why selling is a noble profession. I'm, I'm still jazzed about that, and uh, I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up. We're going to take a little bit of a different direction today. We're going to talk about social media, and, and we're going to get a little tactical with folks and talk about how to use social media and, and frankly, how not to use it. So uh, this should be fun. Um, so, John, um, you're... You're just a social media machine. You're you're on the the, the Twitter machine, and uh, <laughs> LinkedIn and Instagram, and I think Snapchat. I saw recently, right? See, I can see you. The other folks can't see you, but I see you on the screen on my computer here. Even though we're across town, so your nose is getting very long. Like <laughs> you're lying like hell. We both know I don't do any of that stuff, and we'll get to that maybe in a few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know where this guy's going with this. I agreed. <laughs> I agreed that we would have the topic of social media today. And I don't do social media. I don't know where he's headed with this. So this is going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> let, let's dive into it. So uh, I get this a lot. I see this a lot, um, particularly on LinkedIn, but on Facebook and other places as well. Um, and, and not just advisors, but I, I see a lot of business owners and, and typically these are, are the, you know, the entrepreneurs and, and, and I consider a financial advisor an entrepreneur, John, I know you do as well. Um, well, some are, some aren't. Well, that's probably fair. That's we can probably. talk about that another time. Sure. But I, I see, I see these folks on social media and they're posting things that are interesting to them. Um, that's typically about them or about stuff that's happening, you know, financially. And, um, and I, I also observe how people are doing outreach and things like that. And I will tell you that with very, very few exceptions, most of you are getting social media wrong if you're doing it. And, um, and I want to fix that today. Um, and I think the, the first and most important thing to understand is where it fits in your overall marketing and sales system, because it's a piece of not the system. And, uh, and I think you need to begin looking at, at it like that. So, um, so I see folks, John, using social media primarily in one of two ways. One, they'll, they'll just kind of, kind of incessantly post things, articles. Um, I know, you know, Guardian, who, who you work with, they, they've got a whole library of things you can post out now um, in, what is it called, Market Edge? Correct. Um, all great stuff. A lot of the companies are doing that. That's wonderful that they're providing that resource and they're compliance approved and all that. So uh, that, that stuff's all great. But um, one of the things that I notice with a lot of these, it's pretty, first of all, it's very easy to tell when someone is posting that kind of content. And, um, and the reason you can tell is that it's really generic content and, um, and it's not dialed into any particular kind of target market usually. Um, and, and so I see people posting this stuff and they'll post it on a schedule, you know, and I believe you ought to have a schedule for this stuff. but it misses the mark in a, in a key area. 
Um, and it misses the mark, John, really where I think social media has the greatest ability to impact your business. And, uh, and that is in relationship development. Um, you know, they call it social network. It started out being called social networking. And, and that's probably the better way to use it. You know, but we use it now as publishing and, and all these other things. And, and there's a place for that. I mean, we do some of that too. But um, I, I see people trying to use it to reach a, a mass audience. And the thing about social media, people get it confused. They think it's like TV and radio, where TV and radio are designed to meet a mass audience. Social media is designed to meet a very small niche localized audience. Localized not meaning geographically necessarily, although it could, but localized meaning close and connected to you. Um, I think we talked in an earlier episode about the idea of omnipresence, John. Yes. We covered that. We have, but, we, but, but that's a topic, <laughs> that's an episode all by itself, my friend. Yeah, so, so social media is a great way to kind of extend this idea of omnipresence um, and, and posting content and all that can do that. But if you're posting content that you didn't create, you're not, you're not creating relationship, you know? You're not, getting, you're not helping anybody get to know you and how you think at all. Um, and so... Uh, so we, we see that as one of the, the big, big mistakes and we see this, this kind of wrong use of it. Um, John, I know you're not on, uh, actively on any of the social media platforms yourself. So you don't log into LinkedIn in the morning, like a lot of folks do. Um, but I'll log in not every day, but usually once or twice a week. And, and what I'm greeted by, um, go ahead. You've got, you want to jump in. I do. Uh, two things. One, my, my business partner, April Showen, is good at using social media, and she has dragged me somewhat into it. So <laughs> I want to clarify something. I do have LinkedIn. Uh, I went in just a few days ago by accident, happened to click on a link that came to me, and boom, I was in there. And uh, I have Facebook. I don't have a profile on it, but I went in one time just to, somebody said, go check this out. So I went in and now I'm on Facebook and I get notifications, but I'm not against social media. So I don't want people think that I'm an old dinosaur who doesn't know how to use it, but I'm like what I'm liking what you're saying here in the sense that I think it's being overused, misused. I've got people who are sending me stuff. I'm sick and tired of seeing pictures of them with their dog. I don't care about <laughs> the dog. Okay. I don't care. I don't care if you've got one dog or 90 dogs. I don't care. Now, if I'm your brother or your sister, I might care. Probably still wouldn't care. <clears throat> but you're right that people are, they're becoming, they're contributing to the noise that's taking away from our sales messages. And I go back to using postcards and newsletters in a way of where people know that I wrote that because it's from my heart is what I've got to say. Now I might take a con piece of uh, content that Guardian has, reword it, get it resubmitted for compliance, but now it's got my personality in it. And that's really what you're talking about is people buy us. They don't buy this, all this other stuff, my friend. So please continue because I'm learning something here. Well, and, and I want to kind of take us through what some of the common mistakes are here really quickly, because I think a lot of people are making them and then we're going to get into how to use it and how to use it effectively. Uh, and so if you are posting those sorts of things, I think what you want to stop and, and consider is, is this helping a prospect who may stumble upon it. And that's about the only way they're going to find it is that they're going to stumble upon it. Um, there's a lot more luck 
than process involved in that these days, unless you're paying uh, LinkedIn or Facebook to put your your message in front of people. Um, but or, organic uh, reach, as they call it, is is almost entirely gone. So is this, if someone stumbles upon it, is this going to help them get to know me better as a professional and understand my point of view better and, and better determine if I might be a fit for them? And you've got to, as you just said, John, you've got to infuse all of that with personality. I mean, that's the, that's kind of the key differentiator. <laughs> they may not like my personality though. <laughs> no. And that, see, there, there's a, I mean, that's a fear a lot of people have about using personality and marketing while right. your single greatest asset, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a fear that gosh, some people aren't going to yeah. like me. Um, and, and it's a, a two level fear. Number one, <clears throat> oh, they don't like me. I, I won't get their business. And, and the other fear is a little bit deeper. Uh, I'm a human being and I want people to like me. May I share something real quick that I use a lot, even in uh, sales meetings, I would tell people this, you know, if I decided to run for governor of Florida today as a Republican, all my Democratic friends, that'd be nice, that'd be pleasant, but they're not going to vote for me in all likelihood, not going to give me money. They're going to run away from me. Agreed? Yep. Otherwise, if I declare that I'm going to run as a Democrat, my Republican friends will run away. So here's a, this is not scientific. This is John Curry's way of making sure I'm clear on something. I always pretend that 40% of the people love me, love me. And I pretend that 40% of the people hate me, hate me. They despise me. There's 20% in the middle. They don't know me yet. They don't know if they love me or hate me. I guess where I'm going to spend my time It sure as hell is not going to be with the ones who hate me. So the minute that you tell me you don't like me, you don't want to work with me in some way, now I may have the system keep in touch with you. Hopefully we'll get into that about how to use that in a few minutes about the media there. But now I'm going to zoom in on the ones who really love me. I'm going to make sure that I'm always there in some way, that omnipresence we talked about. And then the 20% that I think are in the middle there, I'm going to find out as quickly as possible how can I attract those to me. I don't know if that'll help any with where you're headed with social media, but that's what I focus on. And I use more traditional stuff than I do social media. We do emails, campaigns, and we're going to send out a whole bunch of postcards coming up pretty sure. soon. But, uh, well, but I'm liking this, my friend. Well, so <laughs> if sort of posting things that don't have a lot of uh, personality in them and, and don't really draw people to you and don't have a lot of real relevance to your audience is the, is the first mistake. The second, John, is that people will tend to, to outreach on uh, social media where they'll try and connect with people. And LinkedIn is where you see this the most. Um, and financial advisors, I know you are doing it because I get it from a lot of financial advisors. Uh, these cold, unsolicited messages. <laughs> okay. And I'm not saying you shouldn't reach out cold, but um you know, but just like in cold calling, there's a way to do it and be successful and a way not to do it. Um, most of the ones that I get through LinkedIn are going down the path of the way not to do it. Um, you know, it's, it's connect and immediately pitch and people are really skeptical and going that route is a great way. While you will find people who will tell you they get some success going that route is a great way to get permanently ignored because that's the way that you showed up first. You showed up with no value and with no rapport 
and you're a complete, you're beyond a stranger on the phone where at least I can hear your voice and understand you're a real human. All I got is a picture and you could have faked that. You might be a Russian bot for all we know. And, um, you know, and I don't know, I don't understand that, that you've got any good motives or, or bad motives or, or anything. I can't hear your voice. Um, and so it makes it a lot more difficult to begin a relationship. And so you need to typically go slower uh, if you want to be successful with it. So those are the kind of the two big mistakes that I see, John. So let's talk about how we kind of flip this around, because it's not just a matter of doing the opposite. Before you go, can I just throw something in real quick? Yeah. I've got three questions go through my mind. Anytime I see any type of message and I'm, and I'm, and I, I can't give credit where I got this. I know they, where I first started formulating these questions was when I started reading the book story brand that you told me about building a story brand. I think people want to know three things. Number one, what are you selling? Because mm-hmm. they, everybody's selling something. Okay. So if you don't want to use the word selling, what do you offer? So what is it you're offering? How will it help me? And if I agree that it will help me, how do I buy it? How do I get engaged, in other words? So think in terms of this. Anything and everything we're communicating, if it doesn't address, let people know quickly and clearly what we stand for, what we're doing. That's why my message is clear. I never deviate to a buddy. Secure retirement method. That's it. Prepare for secure retirement. So you know what I'm offering. And then you can, if you want to learn more, Social Security, Medicare, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. How will it help me? Well, you'll have a more secure retirement, guaranteed income, coordinate Social Security, Medicare, et cetera. How do I buy it? Click here. And we'll start with an appointment. And But I think if you don't make that clear, and I've been rethinking some of the stuff on my website because I think it's getting to the point of where some stuff needs to come off, not more go on, but start taking stuff off that platter and keep it simple. And that's what you're really saying is keeping it simple and not have a bunch of clutter and a bunch of noise. Well, some of that is, is, is accurate, but I think fundamentally folks are, are using these tools in a way that, that actually uh, supports the companies that make the tools rather than supports your own goals. Totally agree. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, they need eyeballs to be engaged for a long period of time so that they can sell advertising. They're in the advertising business, okay? Um, just like newspapers were, just like television and radio are, um, they are in the advertising business. And um, and so by you publishing all of this content, you're basically their editorial team. That's great. It's good stuff, okay? But you're serving their end, not your end. Uh, most of the time that all of that information that you're putting out there isn't helping you. Here's what you need. You need enough information, enough posts. And and frankly, that's maybe one or two a week. You need enough so that if somebody comes to check you out, that you've got some information there, which creates a little bit of credibility, that it's not a blank page. I mean, there's nothing worse than going to a, you know, for example, John, going on LinkedIn and going to somebody's profile and they don't have a photo of themselves in there. Okay. So you want to have a profile that's set up. You want to have some credibility in there. You want to talk about the solutions that you offer and and all of that. And I think what you just covered on, on message really is perfect for your profile and all of these things. Because if somebody comes there, that's one of the first places they're going to go to check you out, particularly LinkedIn. 
they're going to go check you out and, um, and they want to know that you're a real person and that you've, you know, you've got a track record or some base level, you know, it is sort of a ticket to get in, into the dance. It's not how you get the girl to dance with you. All right. Most people miss the big opportunity with social media. So all these companies have gone out and they have collected the world's most interesting and massive and powerful database of human connections that the planet has ever seen. To create these yourself used to take an entire career and you couldn't get anywhere close and you'd store them in your Rolodex or your little black book with all kinds of notations about who was connected to whom. Okay. Well now LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, they're all serving these up to you on a silver platter. The number one thing you should be doing with social media is using it. And, and particularly we use LinkedIn to build lists of prospects. Now we might connect with them on LinkedIn, but more often we're actually just using that as a place to find people that fit the criteria that, of, of our ideal client. And then going and doing further research once we know the names and the companies, you know, and kind of the rudimentary information and that they likely fit, we're then going and we've got researchers that do additional research both for us and for our clients to flesh that list out. And then we contact them off of LinkedIn, off of the social media. You're doing some reverse prospecting there. So if you were looking at my LinkedIn, you say, okay, I know that John Curry has these connections. These are people I want to meet. So you do enough research on your own. Then at some point you might say, John. There, these are 10 people that I think you might know. Oh, yeah, I know all 10 of these guys. Doing very well. As a matter of fact, seven of them I play golf with every now and then. Would you like me to introduce you? And you say, would you please? I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> Bingo. Now you got the intro. Now it's not yeah. cold uh, and it's tracking me down. Uh, you just got to be careful that you don't come across as being um, a sort of where I'm looking for or creepy, creepy. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's a that's a huge risk, um, and and that's one of the reasons we. So you can use it in reverse prospecting, and you and I have a a mutual friend uh, is actually a client of ours as well, who is a master at this. I mean, he'll go through and actually get his clients to pull up their LinkedIn. He'll um, he, he works primarily remotely with clients that are in another part of the country, and he'll get them to agree to have a twenty minute call where he pulls up has them pull up their LinkedIn database and they walk through it and it acts as a memory prompt for that client. And they pick out 20 names, 40 names, 50 names that, that then turn into referrals. So there are a lot of ways you can use that, but, but more broadly than that, even if I don't, if, even if I can't do what, what we would call reverse prospecting, John, and we should probably do a whole thing on referrals where we get into that in detail. But, um, even if I don't do reverse prospecting, even if I just use it to build my prospecting database, irregardless of, if, of whether or not I have someone who can connect me there, I can build my database. That's one of the big challenges that we see people run into in all of businesses that because they can't name their prospects by name, they have a really hard time getting any appointments because there's no focus. But here you have this database where it's been compiled for you. It's essentially free to access or 80 bucks a month if you get Sales Navigator or, hey, free if you get the free 30-day trial and go do your research and build a prospect list of 100 or 200 or 500 in a month. Um, and now you've got a universe of people to work with. Well, guess what? Now you can do all kinds of other marketing. You know, John, you mentioned 
email and postcards and all this other stuff. And one of the reasons that you're so successful is that you're willing to invest in stuff like that. One of the reasons that I see people like to lean on social media, well, two reasons really they like to lean on social media is number one, that it, they perceive it to be free. And there was a time a number of years ago where you could get exposed to new people very easily and to large numbers of new people very easily for free. But now that all of the companies have evolved into being publicly traded and they've got to produce revenue and they've moved into the advertising business, they're not giving you that opportunity anymore. You've got to pay for it through advertising. So, but they, the perception is that it's free. If I go post on there, people will maybe see it. And it's not that people are going to see it. It's that they might stumble upon it. And stumble is probably the right word there. So they use it for that reason. The other reason they use it, John, which I think is the bigger challenge with social media is they use it as a productive distraction. <laughs> and what I mean by that is it, it has the appearance of being productive in terms of sales and marketing when it actually is not. It's just a distraction. It gets you away from doing what you actually need to do to be able to get a client, which is to speak to a human being on the telephone or Facebook. Well, the last episode, you talked about the book I sent you by Nick Murray, Game of Numbers. He says, you know, you pick up the telephone and call people. And first of all, in today's world, that's a novelty right there because most people don't really want to use the phone. And I discovered that just by having the phone call, I called up two guys yesterday. It was amazing. Uh, I got both of them. They said, why? Hey, John, I'm surprised you're giving me a call. No, I'm not here for somebody on your team. I said, yeah, I'm going to talk to you personally. You got five minutes? And both said, yes, of course. It was not about business. It was just about how are you doing? You just want to touch base, see how we're doing. And guess what happened in both cases? Yeah, I probably ought to have a review. When can we get together? Okay, good. What are you thinking? Now, one's in October, one's in November. I didn't call specifically to get that. I just wanted to make sure that I'm still on the radar screen with these two sure. guys. And we'll, we'll do business someday. You know, as, as I've told you, I mean, we're we're actually in, in the process of of doing some telephone prospecting and we're doing it for the exact reason you just mentioned. Um, we're actually working with a, a consultant and a coach on that. And the thing that she's told us is that uh, now, I mean, the telephone is wide open. Nobody makes calls anymore. Yeah. Right. Email is, is somewhat crowded, uh, actually pretty crowded. Social media is even more noisy. Uh, it's one of the reasons you and I both use direct mail because People's mailboxes aren't full. You know, their physical mailboxes are empty. And so it's a way to stand out and be alone. And, um, and so I guess what I, I, I'm not saying don't use social media, but understand its role. Okay. It's not going to get you clients. No one's going to magically discover you on there. Now, could we find an example where somebody magically discovered you or another advisor and immediately called up and placed a, a million dollar annuity sale? Yeah, there's an example out there somewhere, right? But just because there's one example doesn't mean that it's going to happen to you on a regular enough basis for you to eat. So <laughs> use this for what it is and for, for its best purpose. And that is post enough have a good profile, post enough, and, and enough is probably a, a couple of times a week so that when somebody comes to look at your profile, they see, oh, he's, he or she has posted some things and they have a reasonably coherent profile and a professional picture 
and I kind of understand what they do and how to contact them. And that's enough. And then use it for the real strength. Use it to build your database, to identify people you want to do business with by name, put them in a database that exists off of that service so that you've got it, you own it, and then go prospect that list with direct mail, with telephone, with in-person, with networking, with referrals, however you want to do it. But if you approach social media from that perspective, you're going to be a whole lot happier and a whole lot more productive more quickly. Well, I just want to make this comment. Social media is good and bad. The people who own that, the Googles, the Facebooks, the LinkedIn, they control it. They can shut you down in a heartbeat. They don't like something you're doing. They can just go, you're gone. I got news for you. You can't shut me down if I'm sending postcards. If I do a campaign where I'm sending out two or 3,000 postcards every month, as long as the post office delivers the damn thing, you can't shut me down. And I got news for you. When you open that, when you pull that postcard out of the mailbox, you had to touch it, didn't you? You had to touch it. Now, I can use that postcard to promote something that you later can go online to get. So we call that offline, back to online. So we're doing more of that. We're, uh, April gets all the credit for this. She's taken a lot of my content, Steve. Uh, and remember the uh, interview you did of me on uh, for Florida Retirement System? That one and also Marjorie's, we, we're creating a course out of it. Awesome. A course for members of the Florida Retirement System. Now, we're going to promote that by email, but also by postcard. Because new people that we're adding, which would be you know, several hundred, I want them to get a postcard first and encourage them to go to a link. Go on, take a minute and go on. Because if they have to go to the computer and do it, guess what? Now they've discovered me themselves, didn't they? Mm-hmm. In that sense. But that's okay. Shortly after that, two or three weeks later, they're going to get an email. So we want to do postcards offline and then do as much social media, uh, LinkedIn. Um, and I just made a note. This is so helpful for me. Update LinkedIn profile and go back and talk with April about uh, signing up for sales navigator again because we weren't using it. I said, I'm going to quit paying for it. But you just gave me a great idea. And folks, the takeaway for me from what Steve said today is number one, make sure that I don't overdo it. That's not a big deal for me because I'm not doing much anyway right now. But from the standpoint of how to go back and identify people that I know are good clients, look at their LinkedIn, start identifying people that I know that they know that I want to meet and then create another opportunity, Steve, over and above what I'm already doing. So let's just suppose that I have a campaign of I want to meet um, doctors. Okay, so all of my doctor clients, I could go look at their LinkedIn, who are the physicians that they know, and then get a one-to-one or preferably a one-to-many, get them to host an event with me, wine and cheese or a dinner, and invite those people where I'm talking to everybody at one time. So that's how my brain's working already, just on what you've shared today. So this has been this has been beneficial and profitable to me already. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to the next episode, John. We will be back with more great stuff. And uh, folks, I hope this was helpful. We would love your feedback on the podcast. Uh, You can go to advisorinnercircle.com and and get in touch with us there. You can email uh, 
me at, at steve at unstoppableceo.net. And uh, I will make sure I pass that along to Mr. Curry. And uh, if you have a topic you want us to cover, uh, send that in as well, and we'll be happy to cover it. Uh, folks, great to be here with you again. John, great to see you again. We'll see you on the next episode. All right, my friend. Be good.